Welcome back to Tell Me Sis Podcast. Featuring your two favorite sisters and best friends. Alex and Kyla. (laughs) This is episode three, right? Yes. So we just want to first of all say thank you so much for all of the love and support that you've showed over this podcast. We're a little bit overwhelmed, I feel like. Oh my gosh, this has been so exciting and I was not expecting this many people to love it so much. Not, Not to say that like, I thought it was bad or anything, no. but we really got a lot of positive feedback. Yeah, and even in our personal life with our friends yeah. and family, they we even had people like my hairdresser yeah. messaged. Was yeah, like, oh she my messaged God. us. Yeah. Shout out, Ariel. So that's been really cool, honestly, to have that support. It just means a lot to us, and we're really glad that you love it because we love it as well. Um, so today... We got some questions on Instagram from you guys. Um, We actually asked you to send us an emails in episode two, but we're recording episode three before episode two even goes live. Yeah. So we'll probably do that segment segment in episode four or five, depending on how many emails we get or DMs we get um, from you guys. Like if you have any funny date stories or just any funny stories that you want us to talk about in general anonymously, I think that would be really fun because we definitely have a few stories that we can kind of include. Exactly, and we'll kind of, like, discuss our take on on your stories and and give our opinion. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Um, So we got some questions. I screenshotted a ton and sent them over to Kyla, and we kind of just circled the ones that we want to go over. Is there anything at the top of your head that you want Um, to answer? Because I know... There were a few. I like I I found 11 that I was like, okay, yeah, these ones are really good. So, one person asked, "Do you have any tips about feeling confident and comfortable in your skin?" Ooh, this is good. So, a little background about myself and then I'll let Kyla kind of answer for her. Um, I suffered from really severe body dysmorphia. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's kind of like you view yourself differently than what you actually look like. And I feel like a lot of people actually suffer from this on different scales because I've talked about this with so many of my friends. Like, we'll look back at photos of us when we were in our early 20s when we used to be super insecure and, like, think that we looked bad. And we look back and we're like, wow, that is so not true at all. Yeah, you know what? It's it's crazy that you say that because I remember when we went to Spain back in, like, 2017. Yes. And I remember that trip. I felt so insecure the whole time I thought I looked terrible really yeah because I I suffer from body dysmorphia too and a few years later I went back on the Spain the Spain vlogs that you took Mm -hmm. and I was looking at myself and I was like wow I actually looked really good yeah you like it's crazy what your mind does also depends on like different parts of your life what you're going through mentally because it can affect it Like if you're going through a breakup, if you're going through, you know, just a different season of life, it can make you feel a little bit more insecure. So, yeah, that's kind of my background. I never really suffered from any severe eating disorders or anything like that. It was more just how I viewed myself. I was never happy, like ever. I would always try to, like, lose weight for the wrong reasons, try to look a certain way to get attention from people. It was never like me being happy with myself yeah so what really helped me and I hate that this is like the reason almost because I feel like this doesn't happen to very many people but it really happened to me is when I got pregnant I saw my body in like a completely different way than I ever saw my body before I was like my body has a purpose I was excited when I was gaining weight because I was like wow 
I am growing this human inside of me. Like this is so amazing and so special and so magical. I was just over the moon. And then even though there was times I felt like crap and I felt sad and, you know, I went through a C-section, like they cut your body open. Like there's a lot to go through physically and mentally, but postpartum even, I was just like, I just kept looking at myself in the mirror and being so amazed. I was like, wow, I literally grew this human side of me. I didn't even have to think about it. It just knew what to do. Yeah. I gave birth and now I'm feeding it from my body. I've seen my body go through so much and I just appreciated it for more than what it just looked like on the outside. I was like, my body's functions are so amazing and they've taken me through so many different phases of life and I just felt so much love for myself. And that's not to say that like there's days where I, I obviously I feel insecure at times, you know, it's human, but it was just a completely different way. And I feel like for myself, it, that's what it took in order for me to see myself differently. And, you know, my biggest piece of advice is to almost like fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself how beautiful your body is and remind yourself what your body does and what it carries you through. Like every single stretch mark, cellulite, bruise, literally anything, it's it, it's it's keeping you alive. Yeah. I don't know. What about you? Well, I mean, I've never been pregnant or given birth. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's a little bit different, but I also struggle with body dysmorphia big time in the past I I guess I should say trigger warning I had a really bad eating disorder um I was like starving myself and I got really really skinny and um I mean I still sometimes struggle with like my food intake but it's gotten a lot better like Mm -hmm. I definitely put on more weight and I'm I'm feeling a lot more confident and comfortable in my own skin but something that I do or that I try to do because sometimes it's it's not always perfect, but really surround yourself with people that don't put you down. Right. Because for me, the biggest thing is when I'm around people that gossip and judge and put others down, that's when I start to like feel really insecure about myself mm-hmm. because it's just, it's really, really unhealthy to surround yourself with people like that. Yeah. And another thing that I do is I work out. Yeah. I make sure that I sleep at night. If I go one or two nights, like, not sleeping properly, it actually affects, like, what's going on in my head. Yeah. You know? And, yeah, I would say those are, like, really the main two things. And I try to eat as healthy as possible. When you say you eat healthy, what does that mean to you? Because I know, like, this can be very sensitive for a lot of people. Because it's like, is that still part of the eating disorder? Like you having to eat healthy or is that just See, like, that's what do you like, mean? That's something that, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I guess maybe some, like, no, it's not. The eating disorder was starving myself. Okay. So if I'm eating, it's not part of the eating disorder. Um, But for me, eating healthy is just like not ordering takeout all the time. Not okay. having things that are like extremely greasy. You know, I... I try as much as possible to go to the grocery store and, and make food at home and yeah. eat vegetables, eat enough protein and stuff. And um, yeah, and I just I just try to stay away from even alcohol as much as possible. Like I don't drink that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so that to me was like, 
yeah, those are the things that help me. And also another thing now that I, I mentioned alcohol is I try to stay away from alcohol as much as possible because it's actually, it's a stimulant in the moment, but a, a, a depressant like the next day or the next few days. Yeah. And so these are just things that have helped me. With your eating disorder specifically or also with anxiety and stuff or all of the above? All of the above, I'd say. Because you find it goes hand in hand with your anxiety, the eating disorder? Mm, no. For me, it, the eating disorder was more based on control. Okay. Because yeah. there was a time in my life where I really felt like I had no control over anything. Right. And that's when I started seeing my therapist. And she she pretty much told me it's because you don't have control over anything that's happening in your life. And you're turning to food as a way to start controlling things that makes sense but that also has to do a little bit with anxiety right because anxiety is worrying about the future and and feeling like unknown fear of the unknown and feeling like you don't have control over certain things Mm -hmm. so it can go hand in hand with anxiety but um yeah those are just things that i do to help me feel more confident and comfortable and again it's a it's a long process it's not like i just feel a hundred percent all the time i have my moments um but yeah i would say really the main thing is surrounding yourself with people who aren't toxic and then do you look at yourself still and feel unhappy or are you more confident i have my days for a while i was really good recently i'm going through a phase where like i'm just it's not about my appearance like I don't look at myself and think like oh I'm ugly but it's just feeling overall kind of shitty yeah you know like it's like a downer time really yeah I guess because it's kind of like a new phase a new chapter not even no no not even it I think it's just it just has to do with the fact that like I'm ready for certain things I'm ready to move on, move on with my life and it's tough yeah people out there could be quite shit yeah i mean i do have to say though kyla like from my perspective you seem like you're in a much better place mentally like when i talk to you when we hang out just the way you are and the way you think about things i think is a lot more positive than it used to be and i'm talking like years ago and obviously you know me i'm not the most observant person I'm kind of oblivious at times but you're my sister and I know what it's like when we hang out and there were years where I I was definitely worried because I I didn't know what to do how I could help and obviously a lot of that comes from within like there's nothing that I could really do other than let you know that I'm there for you yeah exactly but at the end of the day and it's tough it's tough seeing someone that you love go through something really tough yeah and like you you kind of just have exactly like you can't help you can't just like knock sense into the person it has to come from them but uh yeah i'm proud of you though thank you i feel like you've come a long way and i'm proud of you for feeling confident enough to like speak about this because i know there's like so many women that deal with this oh my gosh yes there are so many women okay next question are you going to discuss about some books on the podcast uh, do you read books? <laughs> well, I'm starting to. So there's a book that I got really into. It's called The Untethered Soul. Oh, yeah. You were telling me about this. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about it in like okay. the first episode or something. But I highly recommend this book if you're someone who's going through like a spiritual awakening and you want to figure out how to kind of go through life feeling happy mm-hmm. and 
confidence back to like what we were just talking about in life I highly recommend this book it's about like your subconscious versus your conscious being and um, being aware of your thoughts in the moment your feelings and understanding why you feel a certain way understanding like outside influences and how you can have control over how you feel about what people say and and what happens in your life and how and oh it's so good every chapter is about something different but um yeah I I highly recommend The Untethered Soul it's such a good book have you finished it yet I'm almost done oh wow yeah it takes me a little bit longer to read because I wasn't diagnosed with it but I'm pretty sure I have uh dyslexia like it's really hard daddy has it it's really hard for me to read and I'll I'll see something different than what's actually right there right okay um, for myself, when it comes to books, I've always been an active reader throughout my whole life. I've loved reading. And it's funny because you've always loved when I would tell you the stories from the books I read. Like, you loved the stories, but like you said, you just didn't have, like, the... I don't even know if it was the patience to sit down and read because you had the patience to listen to the story. You just probably couldn't read properly. Yeah. So it bother you. Yeah. It makes sense because I would tell my sister, like, when I was reading Harry Potter or when I was reading Yeah, books, but you're also really good at telling stories. Like, oh, you're... It's... You're a good storyteller, so you get people engaged. But I was, uh, but it's true. I always wanted to hear, like, oh, what book are you reading? Yeah. What's it about? So, yeah, I was always interested in the stories. It was just really hard for me to sit down and read. I've been, I've been in my, um, like, romance phase. Like, the, the spicy, smutty romance. <laughs> See? I'm in that era. Okay. See, for me, I'm in, like, the, the phase of, like, um what's it called self-growth right which is actually really a good like like, more about like like real life situations fiction yeah exactly um but i love that stuff now so if any of you have any book recommendations please let me know Mm -hmm. um another book i started reading was i finished it now 10 things you need to know about men okay and it's a, a woman who wrote it but she had a bunch of like men help her out oh interesting and it's like (laughs) and you know that like she's giving like the truth because a lot of it is stuff that like you wouldn't really want to hear oh really yeah what's another one you circled the next one why did kyla stop working as an influencer oh yeah actually i got that question a lot through dms yeah so the reason why i stopped was because it was just taking a huge toll on my mental health Mm -hmm. um having a job full-time on social media is like in my opinion for me the most toxic thing like you're just scrolling instagram comparing yourself to all these people like i know so many people can relate to this who don't even do it as a full-time job so could you imagine this is your job this is your main source of income and everything is about looking at yourself constantly Mm -hmm. taking pictures having to look good think of content um like look at what's trending compare yourself to all these people it was just taking such a toll on my mental health and then when covid hit i was like okay i can't like this is just so so toxic now like i'm ready to go out and get a full-time job and then still do social media on the side but not have it as like my main source of income Yeah, you can pick and choose when you want to do it exactly and that actually goes into um another question which was, Kyla, which job do you work? And was it hard to transition from social media to a normal job? 
So basically, I work as um, like a social media coordinator for a company. So I'm still doing social media. I'm doing what I love because I like getting really creative mm-hmm. and I like, you know, following trends and, and all that stuff. Um, but yes, it was really hard to transition from social media to a normal job. A, I have a really hard time uh, being told what to do. And I don't <laughs> and I don't mean like I'm very good. I'm very professional, you know, like if yeah. my boss tells me to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to like give attitude or, or show her that like. Right. You know, sometimes I just I don't either agree with like the opinion. Right that they have or whatever um but also having to like follow a schedule and like it's not on my terms right so I actually started off with another job like my first real nine to five job I got last year and I was there for six months and that's when I realized like I was I was happy that I went through that because I was like okay now I know like what I like and what I don't like right so the job that I have now it's more up my field of like what I like I like being able to do different things every day not have to sit in front of a computer for eight hours a day I like to be able to go out take content have like a flexible work schedule um and it's also like in the beauty industry right so it's a lot closer to like my hobbies right um but the transition was definitely really tough and I was I started losing hair because of like the stress that I had (laughs) yikes yeah it's getting better now but oh yay but oh my gosh yeah next question what's your favorite sister activity to do together Hmm. besides this and yeah and honestly this is so fun but i think like getting diet coke from mcdonald's and watching like a scary show or a scary movie oh my god it's crazy because i was like okay what's our favorite thing to do together and i was like well we really like filming the podcast we like getting together taking pictures taking yeah. content stuff like that but then also like when it's not around work or even hobbies because we would still like to do these kinds of things. yeah but like we love getting diet coke from mcdonald's yeah. and going and like watching a scary show or movie or something yeah that's because we've been doing that literally since we were teenagers. We yeah. Would, like, remember we'd walk to the depth yeah. and get like Doritos and Diet Pepsi or Diet Coke, and then yeah. we'd walk home and watch a scary movie. We'd rent or we'd rent one at that movie theater, not movie theater, the movie store right beside our mom and dad's place. Yeah, the really old one. Yeah. And it was like kind of like falling apart. Yeah. And we'd always go to the horror section or the thr- thriller section, and we'd be like, "Hey, which movie have we not seen?" And yet? we'd get candy. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yes, I remember that. Those were the best. Or we had a tradition where we haven't done this in so long, but like I we would still love to do it. Pick up McDonald's and then we'd have like our specific movie that we'd yep. have to watch when we had McDonald's. But this is when we were like kids. Yeah. We, it would be either Annie and then it turned into Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. But Annie every time anytime I hear the beginning of the movie Annie, the one from the 80s, I like it triggers me into thinking of McDonald's. Yeah. Because literally that beginning song is like, oh, we'd get our McDonald's and then we'd start eating it. It's exactly. So funny. But I think, honestly, yeah, like something chill like that. I mean, we love to do a lot of things together. We used to travel a lot more together, which was honestly like more tough, I feel like, because I was not in a great place. Yeah. Actually, we both weren't in great places, so it made it harder to travel together. But I feel like if we were to do that now, it would be so different. I think so, too. And it would be so fun. Yeah, we've both matured big time. Yeah. Um... What is your number one beauty secret for both of you, of course? So excited about this podcast. Oh, thank you. Beauty secret. Uh, I think for myself, like, 
I don't want to sound like stupid and cheesy, but beauty really comes from within. So when I feel beautiful internally, it almost shows on the outside because I like feel confident and I usually, oh, what was that? Oh, my camera stopped. Hold on one second, guys. This always happens. I, when I feel confident with myself, I get a lot more compliments. People are like, wow, Alex, you look so great. And I'm like, really? But there's no, really no difference. It's just. You're like glowing. Yeah. You know? But if it comes to like skincare and that whole thing, because I do think it's important to, you know, have a skincare routine for myself has been having a skincare routine and following it and using sunscreen and, you know, makeup here and there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say sunscreen Mm -hmm. and skincare are like the two main things. And I also noticed that when I keep my makeup very minimal, Mm -hmm. people always compliment me. Yeah. You know, like it's more like about the skin and like how natural you look. Yeah. Like people like really appreciate that. And I find too... If I have a zit here and there and I don't cover it, I don't know, for some reason, lately, people have been complimented, like, wow, your skin looks great. And I'm like, really? I have a zit. But I think it's because maybe, I don't know, I, like my skin was different back in the day or they're just being nice. No, I mean, it's your, if they're saying your skin looks good, it's because your skin looks good. Oh, that's nice of them. Okay. Biggest tips on navigating your mid slash late 20s. Help assist out. I'm having a crisis. Oh, I mean relatable he's so relatable i was reading this i was like okay i yep you're like totally get that (laughs) um biggest tips on navigating your mid-20s and late 20s honestly i would say like i feel like it's it's a little repetitive but leave out the toxic people surround yourself with people that you have a lot in common with and uh, your world doesn't revolve around uh, talking about boys right. and going out. You know, have friends where you can laugh, stay inside, chill, watch movies. Um, I still think it's important and fun to go out and to do those things. Yeah, but, don't but make that not a priority. Exactly. Like a lot of girls in like their 20s, yeah. it's like the main thing is like, oh, let's go and like, let's go out and, mm-hmm. you know, and then we're chilling. Like, let's talk about boys and like this boy and he's cute and there's this and that. And you know what I mean? So it's like find yourself friends where like, like the main topic of conversation is not always related about boys. Yeah. And, um, do things that are good for you like get a good night's sleep try to read as much as possible or if you don't like reading like you were saying uh audiobooks could be a really audiobooks great thing. too i want to get into audiobooks honestly kyla like i because i love reading you know that but audiobooks have been a huge part of my daily routine because i love podcasts but then i started listening to some audiobooks because especially if i'm working out or doing errands to listen because i don't have time to sit and just read my book yeah you know i have a child and it's and i have a job and it's tough but i love to to read yeah and i think audiobooks are such a great oh i would love to um to start listening to audiobooks and and even getting into podcasts yeah you know Mm -hmm. um yeah work out treat your body well love your body and don't put so much pressure on yourself because honestly like i sound like a broken record now but everyone is on their own timeline and it's so hard to do it in the moment yeah because especially if you're surrounded by people that are going down the path let's say that you wanted to go down and you're not even at all close there everything comes eventually exactly everyone's on their own timeline try not to stress 
even the Kardashians were saying, I know not everyone loves the Kardashians, but they gave great advice when they said the best for their businesses came in their 40s. Yeah. Like, that is so great to know that, like, you are not on this quick timeline to finish something or to get something started by the time you're 30. Yeah. Because I used to feel like that inside. I was like, I need to get things done by the time I'm 30. I have to, I have to get married. I have to have kids. And it's like, I had this pressure on myself that I didn't even realize I had put there. Yeah. And it's like, like I said in the previous episode, yeah, it worked out for me, but like, I didn't have to put that pressure on myself. No, exactly. It's like you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, you, exactly. I like I would have been happy everyone having a does child it. in my 30s, you know? Yeah. Like it's there's literally no timeline. It's just it's funny how our society is, you know, thinks so strongly one way and I'm hopeful that the pendulum is going to swing a little bit more to be accepting over everyone kind of doing their own thing and one of the hardest things is going to family get-togethers because people are always like, "So, what are you doing?" I never found that with our family. Oh, I have. Really? Yeah. I really did. And I'm more in the position of people, like, wanting to ask but questions. But I think it's because now, enough of the cousins, there's been a lot before you, enough of us has gone to the place of, like, stop asking us those questions. Okay. You know, because I even noticed we had a Canadian Thanksgiving yesterday, and I noticed Dan, he's not meaning it at all, but he was asking one of our cousins, like, so what are you doing? Are you still doing this? What's your job? Like, and in my head, I'm thinking, dude, you're being exactly, like, because who knows, maybe that person, and I know they mean well, but maybe that person doesn't want to get to a family gathering and have to explain their whole life story. Like, what if they're not in a good place right now? Yeah. You know? And so yeah. it's like, I know that people mean well. It's just kind of one of those things that you're like, oh, my God, you roll your eyes internally and you're just like, this is the I know. worst. I know. But, you know, try not to let that get to you because it's, it's hard. I get it. It's really hard. Um, should we do one more question? Uh, Yes. Let me see, because I have a few here. What's Kyla's dream job? My dream job would be to um, own my own business. Yeah, girl. Something in the beauty fashion industry would be the best. I would literally be the happiest person ever. And I know that it takes a lot of work to get there, but I'm motivated. I want it to happen. And I'm already manifesting that it's going to happen. Good for you. Just you know, like even us, we're in our late twenties, early thirties, and it's a struggle for us too. You know, like we we need to constantly remind ourselves that it's not a race. Yeah, you go on your own timeline, and mm-hmm. it'll happen when the universe knows that you're ready for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Um, well, anyways, I hope this was you know, I feel like this this episode was really getting to know you, Kai. Really? Yeah, I, which is a good thing because I feel like you're not mysterious, but you're the more like mysterious sibling. You're not as open online. And I think it is good to hear your side and to hear your struggles and to kind of, you know, I've had friends of mine tell me, I can't believe Kyla's insecure. To me, she's the most beautiful person in the world. Um, but it's not insecure about my appearance. For me, it's more of an insecurity about who you are, who I am. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm very proud of you, though. Like, speaking about this on just on its own is a really big, mature step, especially when it is public, you know? Yeah. Because this is, like, people are listening to it. They can form their own opinions. And I, I just think it is really important because a lot of people struggle with this. Yeah. And I know for myself, if I'm struggling with something, I feel really alone. And then when I'm watching someone that's going through something similar, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, it's not just me. Yeah. You know? I know. 
I know what you mean. And, like, yeah. I mean, hopefully, if it could help just, like, one person who's listening, then, uh, you know, we're all in it together. Like, don't don't look at social media and think that, like, oh, wow, this Kyla girl, if I go on her Instagram, she looks like she's living, like, the best life ever. She's happy 24-7 and her life is perfect. Like, no, it's just a picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nothing more than that. It's the same thing as, like, if you see a guy you like or a guy you used to date who's, like, in a new relationship and, like, posts pictures with his girlfriend or something. Yeah, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know what goes on behind the scenes. It's so easy to take a picture smiling with someone and talk about how happy they are, and you don't actually know. I mean, I have to say, like, full transparency, there have been times where, like, Dan and I, especially when we were daily vlogging back in the day, like, a lot, there'd be times where we would, like, have a crazy argument and just be like literally feeling like we hate each other and then post a photo being like yay we love each other yeah you know and it's like we still loved each other obviously but like we're not posting that we're fighting and that we're having this like argument you know especially if we were on a trip or something we're not going to post about that so it's really is the highlight reel and it's not being fake it's just that i don't want to go on and be fighting with my partner yeah on camera i think there are like I like the fact that people are a lot more open and yes. realistic about their struggles, but there are some things that, like, you do need to keep some privacy, right? Like, you don't need to share every single thing yeah. in your life, especially if, like, your partner wouldn't necessarily be comfortable with exactly, it, you know? Exactly, exactly. So it's not being fake. It's just more, A, it's a business. Yeah. And you're also so real in so many other ways. Yeah, like, so. I don't have to be... So open. That's something that I've actually learned over the past, I'd say, two years is how to kind of manage what I'm sharing, how I'm respecting people. And it's funny because now that I've been meeting more people, now that I have a son who's like making friends and I'm meeting their parents and we're getting on really well. They're like, for someone whose job is social media, you're never on your phone. I'm like, well, I'm making a point to when I'm hanging out with people now, I'm not on my phone. I'm not pulling out the camera because... I want to be present in this moment. Yeah. Not everything is like me trying to get content. Yeah. And that's been something that I used to do in the past because I would just film everything because I, in my mind, everyone was like totally okay with it. Yeah. Comfortable with it. So yeah, I'm, I've been learning a lot lately and it's, it's actually been a struggle, but it's good now. I'm like in a good groove. Good. Good for you. And you did a lot of things recently that take a lot of courage for someone to do. And I have to say that was so impressive. Like, Thanks, you've girl. done things that I don't think I would ever be able to do. Thank you. It means a lot. You're welcome. <laughs> well, you know, ending this podcast now on a bit more of a happy note, but I am going to be in New York City. Well, actually, by the time you're listening to this podcast, it would have passed, but I'm going to visit my friends and get some time with them. And then that's why we're recording this early. When we get back, we're going to have that funny really good episode and if you have any funny stories you want to send in to us please do so we have tell me sis podcast at gmail.com or if you want to you can dm us on tell me sis podcast at you know instagram or tiktok but i think instagram is easier that way yeah and we'll be able to see it um but yeah we love you guys and thanks for listening thank you guys for listening and next week is going to be hilarious the next episode cheers bye